Welcome to the ISBA BursaCast, the podcast designed to provide bursas, business managers and senior leaders in independent schools with the latest news, insights and best practices in school business management. Each episode, we'll be exploring a range of topics and discussing the challenges and opportunities facing independent schools. Our guests include experts, thought leaders and practitioners who will share their experiences and expertise with us. Whether you're a seasoned bursar or just starting in the role, we hope you'll find this podcast informative and valuable. So sit back, relax, carry on fiddling with that spreadsheet, and let's get started with today's episode, which has been recorded and released on the 2nd of March in the afternoon. So thank you very much for joining us. Now the first thing to get out there is that bookings are now open for the 2023 ISBA Annual Conference in Manchester which runs from May 23rd to May 25th. The conference will take place at Manchester Central and will feature breakout, panel and keynote sessions. The conference has been extended to start on Tuesday, May 23rd and attendees can enjoy an afternoon of personal development with motivational facilitator Chris Grimes. Wednesday will begin with a chance to visit the exhibition and network, followed by sessions on business structuring and a drinks reception. Thursday offers networking opportunities, sessions on safeguarding and economic recovery, and a drinks reception and dinner at the Midland Hotel. Delegates can choose from residential and day delegate options and can book their places on our website. On the topic of the ISBA's annual conference, I recently caught up with Catherine Bedwin, Bursa at St Benedict's School. I'm going to share with you now a soundbite from that discussion that I think is exceptionally poignant for bursars who are perhaps thinking about attending but aren't quite sure. You know, being a bursar can be quite isolating in that your senior team are generally teaching staff, they're head teachers, deputy heads and so on. So one of the brilliant things about going to the bursars conference is meeting your tribe and really discussing with them all the things that are affecting you, which really not many other people in your organisation will understand. You know, you might have your finance team, you might have your estate team, but nobody's really across all of those different areas and able to really understand the challenges that you're facing. So I find that absolutely brilliant, just seeing people having a, a laugh about things and and discussing the issues that affect us as bursars. So there you are, as if you needed a better reason to come to the conference this year. Aside from all the personal and professional development that can occur, you can just see your mates. A good reason, in my opinion. Thank you very much to Catherine for coming on and chatting with me. We really appreciate it. On with the BursaCast. The next topic of discussion will be an update on strike action and the publication of evidence to the school's teachers' review body. Last week, the Secretary of State for Education updated schools on the ongoing trade dispute with unions. The Department for Education has invited unions to formal talks on pay, conditions and reform to address areas of disagreement. However, the National Education Union, NEU, has not agreed to pause their strike action this week to allow talks to take place. The DfE's evidence to the school teachers' review body was also published, which sets a manageable 3.5% pay award for schools in 2023-24, with the possibility of a higher award if conditions change. Schools are encouraged to consider how their budget could accommodate a higher award. Moving on now to what is a very long piece of guidance, which I'll be condensing and giving you the short form of. However, if it's something you want to dive into, please do have a look on our bulletin. This topic is the serious violence duty for schools. The Serious Violence Duty requires relevant services to work together to share information 
and target their interventions, and ultimately plan to prevent and reduce serious violence in local communities. The duty covers specified authorities such as police and fire departments and relevant authorities, including independent schools, maintained schools, academies, free schools, alternative provision and FE providers. Schools must be consulted with by specified authorities and they have a vital role in preventing and reducing serious violence by facilitating early intervention, prevention and safeguarding pupils. Schools must collaborate if their involvement is requested and may be required to implement specific actions under the strategy. They will also be accountable for their activity in implementing the strategy and actions required need to be affordable. Strategies need a proportionate response where children and young people are involved and local authorities are expected to share information through gateways established under the duty. Schools should establish data sharing agreements where needed. Moving on from that, on to a very different topic of the Competition and Markets Authority Consultation on Environmental Sustainability Agreements. The Competition and Markets Authority, or CMA, is seeking responses to its draft guidance on the application of the Chapter 1 Prohibition in the Competition Act of 1998 to environmental sustainability agreements between businesses operating at the same level of the supply chain. The consultation is open until April the 11th, 2023, and the CMA will publish non-confidential versions of responses on its website. The draft document aims to provide guidance on the application of competition rules to agreements between competitors or potential competitors in relation to environmental sustainability. Something else featured in the recent bulletin is resources for schools when dealing with trauma. The Anna Freud Centre has highlighted some new resources to help schools and other education settings to provide a comprehensive and compassionate response to traumatic events that affect children and young people in their care. For more information from the UK Trauma Council can be found in our bulletin. The next topic is to do with protecting pregnant workers and new mothers. You must carry out an individual risk assessment for pregnant workers and new mothers. This individual risk assessment covers a worker's specific needs when they inform you in writing that they are pregnant, have given birth in the last six months, or are breastfeeding. The Health and Safety Executive, or HSE, website guidance provides advice for employers on talking to workers and protecting them from common risks like working at height and lifting heavy loads. There is dedicated advice for workers themselves and a video with practical advice on how to keep pregnant workers and new mothers safe. And moving from parenting and new mothers to scams, they're not related, don't worry. We've been alerted to another scam targeting schools. The school concerned received an invoice for £360 from a company called Nicholas Roberts Publications that looked as if it was due for payment. It cited two staff members and a follow-up email. When the bursar asked the two colleagues, they said they knew nothing about it. Then she discovered language that was intended to be overlooked. To subscribe, please pay this invoice. She rang the company to complain, but they do not take calls. Needless to say, double-check emails, double-check numbers if something doesn't seem right. And that draws a line under all of the latest updates for this week. And now we have the advice and guidance, queries and answers for this week. To start with, question one. How necessary are the external lights on a school site overnight for safety and security reasons? 
as the school is looking to reduce electricity costs by minimising their usage. The DfE's guidance below states, in chapter 1.3, lighting. Security lighting should be provided around the perimeter of school buildings with dusk to dawn lighting on all elevations where there is an entrance door. Lighting should be designed to eliminate potential hiding points. It is also worth having a chat with your insurance company, through a broker if appropriate, to get their views on this from a risk perspective. Question 2. Can childcare vouchers be used for trips or lunch fees once a child starts reception, or only for, before or after school clubs and holiday clubs? Childcare vouchers can only be used for before school clubs, after school clubs and holiday clubs once a child starts reception. They cannot be used for trips provided during school time or off-site, and they cannot be used for lunch fees. However, childcare vouchers can be used for registered or approved childcare schemes, including nurseries and out-of-school hours clubs or clubs operating during school holidays. Care provided in accordance with Part X of the Children Act 1989, care provided by a nanny or a relative, and full-time and part-time care are also eligible. The care provided must not be in the course of the child's compulsory education to be exempt from tax. And the final question for this week is, do we need to ask permission from staff to undertake DBS rechecks? Is an email sufficient to confirm acceptance from staff? Yes, an email will be sufficient, and a good reference is Kixi paragraphs 251 and 252. Before using the update service, schools and colleges must obtain consent from the individual to carry out an online check to view the status of an existing standard or enhanced DBS check, confirm the DBS certificate matches the individual's identity, examine the original certificate to ensure that it is valid for employment with the children's workforce, and to ensure that the level of the check is appropriate to the job they are applying for. For example, enhanced DBS check or enhanced DBS check including with barred list check information. Further information about the update service, including when updated information can be used, can be found on gov.uk. And ISBA's top tip of the week is, the ISBA's latest issue of the Bursa's Review is now out and can be found online via our website, or on the bulletin. The accompanying finance and risk supplement and sustainability guide can also be viewed online. Moving on from advice and guidance onto webinars and continuing professional development, there is a free Stickman Marketing Masterclass happening on Tuesday, the 7th of March at 11am. During this 60-minute session, you'll learn more about how schools can grow loyalty amongst their current parent body, optimise their admissions processes, and stay ahead of their competitor schools. You can register via the link in our bulletin. So there we are. Apologies, it's only been me talking to you. However, tomorrow, there's another episode coming out, which is part of our ISBA annual conference special, where we're speaking to another of the headline sponsors for this year's conference. We'll be getting to learn a little bit more about class technology solutions with their head of service, Richard Harris. So keep an eye out for that tomorrow. In the meantime, be good to each other and farewell. <laughs>